0: My name is Dave, and I taste like gravy. If you lick my leg, I want you to have my baby. Come on down, girl. We're going to talk about motorcycles and all sorts of other stuff on the show.
1: Let me show you what you know. some dirt in my hair, but I'm Dave, and I hope you know I love to
0: ride. Girl, i bring you broccoli, tofu, if you let me come inside. My name is Dave, my name is Dave. Oh. Moto One Podcast Network.
1: to creative Riding, the
0: motorcycle podcast is like riding through the rain in wool pants and only wool pants we're brought to you by our supporters on patreon for more information head over to patreon.com forward slash creative writing we don't know why they support us but you should now to your regularly scheduled show and don't turn it off this time don't, just stop. Welcome to the Creative Riding Motorcycle Podcast, the internet's home for motorcycle mediocrity. Your host... Listen, I can barely tie a shoe, let alone figure out this thing. My skin met the asphalt, but these new ki- new ways kit my... Alright, a couple of blurbs. Whatever they do with cocaine... I mean,
2: I mean guests. It's usually such a horribly
3: set-up bike.
1: It's a cafe racer with alloy makes racing tank.
2: The Soma actually was purchased by uh, the Barber Vintage Motorsports Museum. Yeah. You know,
0: after this interview, I sound like a fat, hairy, bearded slob. Long hours in the uncomfortable
3: seat. Kangaroos is just leaping down
0: the
2: street every
0: day. Um, all right, technically all chaps are assholes, right? I don't have it perfected. I
1: have to stop talking shit. My wife's like, you're 41 and started a race career.
0: Yes, I am guest number 632. As big as motorcycle entry and very few people have actually ever even laid eyeballs on a confederate.
3: I thought it was a good book. I, I didn't want to put it down. I wanted to know what happened next, but it was not my typical genre. I'm Cammie, uh, and I'm, I guess, one of the leaders. <laughs> and I'm Nikki, and I'm one of the leaders.
0: Part of the thing with moving racing is the bikes are so big and the motors are so big that most of the time, our time an is- Keep your knees in the breeze and the cheddar
1: in your cheese. It's time to get weird with
0: Whoa, we're live. Jeez, ho. I caught myself off guard. (laughs) Hi, everybody. Uh, How are you doing? This is Junkie Turd Man. And in the studio with me, as usual, is Tobor. And Tobor has got his... Uh, computer integrated chip running right now, so he or his uh, music chip rather, so he can't do uh, speaking right now, but he will be on momentarily. And are you buzzing right now, Tobor? No, so there's no bud, there's no audio buzz. He's switching over formats right now as we speak. Um, so hi, Tobor. Uh, last week you didn't feel so good, but this week you did. And before I get into the show, I hope you like the song. <laughs> I hope you like. <laughs> like the song at the beginning that was totally improvised by me and yours truly and T0 B0 R on the integrated music circuit. And
3: uh, I like that music.
0: Yes, me too. Thank you, Tobor. Hey, Tobor's online. How you doing?
3: Um, yes, yes. Uh, yes, welcome creative writers to a great episode indeed.
0: Yes, I hope so. I don't know if you noticed, Hobes, but every time you talk, you have some sort of like Faraday thing happening. I don't know what's happening afterward, but anyway. Uh, So, yeah, hi. Uh, That was us just uh, winging it, so to speak, on this week's show. We don't have any notes. I was looking at the, the Moto1 execs did not send us any show notes. Let me see. They sent us a format. Yeah, they sent us the format. This is episode 231, so I guess I should start with that. And uh, let's give our disclaimer before we get into the the actual show. Um, So, hey, the views and opinions of the participants of the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast are those of the participants, do not reflect the policy, position, or opinions of Creative Writing, the Moto One Podcast Network, or its affiliates, and any opinion is the respective participants and is not intended to malign anyone or anything. Why would we malign things? I don't get it. Even... Honda Super Cub Riders. Ooh, and we know one. When that came out of my mouth, I immediately thought of our buddy over in Japan, Mr. Matt Ward. Ooh, he's, he's on a smoking Super Cub. Uh, the bikes that he has in his uh, stable there, I would not mind having in my stable. Let me just tell you that much. Woo, you know what I'm saying? Uh, ooh, yes, yes, uh, confirm. Confirm. I'm going to confirm a bunch of things on Facebook right now. So, this week on Facebook... We had a question, and maybe I posted it on Instagram, too. What is the weirdest thing in your garage besides you? Uh, and some of the answers, let me see what we had here. Chris Singsheim, I believe, was, uh, he has this, actually, first things first. Chad Clink has a sweet black velvet painting in my garage. He'll try to remember to take a picture of it when he gets home. Now, I don't know where he is, but he is our... Uh, He's one of our patrons, and he's always doing some epic trips in the summer times. Um, I hope it's a chimpanzee dressed as Elvis playing poker with those dogs that are smoking the cigars playing pokers. That would be fun. Um, Steve uh, Noble from Noble Moto says, uh, you tell me what the weirdest is. And then he sent me like a 360 shot of his entire garage. And I looked around this thing. And similar to that scene in Men in Black where there's a bunch of aliens on the playground and Will Smith's character shoots the little girl. Oh, I'm sorry if you've never seen Men in Black. Oh, my God, spoiler alert. By the way, it's the little girl. And it's like, yeah, there's all these aliens around. The one thing out of place is that little girl. So when I'm looking at Steve Noble's garage, there's everything moto-related. The one piece of uh, kit that's out of place for me is the, uh, the bow saw that he has. What's a piece of woodworking? But is he a secretly? I mean, he's got that luscious beard, and uh, he lives in Flannel Country. Is he a secret, uh, a secret hipster lumberjack? Hmm, could be. So uh, I think it's that that woodworking piece of woodworking uh, tool that I saw. And then I swear, Chris Singsime. Oh yeah, here it is. He has a one pink and one blue stuffed elephant, and a cardboard cutout of a blue marlin. So that's two blues and one pink. So, but the pink and the blue stuffed elephants, that makes sense. You know, it's like boy and girl elephants are monogamous. I don't know if that's true. Um, But anyway, elephant, by the way, uh, it's my favorite animal. Do we have any boring trivia music we can play, Tobor? (laughs) This week on boring trivia. (laughs) All right. Uh, Do we have a crappy sound effect for that, Tobor? Let me say it again. We'll start over. And uh, Elephant, by the way, my favorite animal. <laughs> All right. So if you've got something that's funny uh, or wacky in your garage that's weirder than you are, please let me know about it. For me, I put that it was the uh, – <coughs> god dang. Pin the mustache on the pugilist. And uh, it's, it's a drawing. It's a painting that I did. And uh, the Nokomoto guys, I was on a video conference with them one time during one of the Moto One uh, podcast meetings that we had, one of the corporate meetings. Um, We had to do like a Skype call. This is before Zoom because Zoom, I I feel like Zoom wasn't even a thing until the, uh, hang on one sec. I think I have a possum coming in the garage. Nope, false alarm. It was just a fucking bat. Yeah, it was a bat. Setting off my security light right outside the studio here. That's the light that comes on when I know people are about to interrupt the uh, recording. Tobor. That's the music you needed to play when I, <laughs> for my boring fact. We need to keep that sound effect. Um, so anyway, yeah. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Creative Writing Motorcycle Podcast, episode 231. Uh, like I said... What was I talking about? Oh, the Moto One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The weirdest thing I have in my garage. So, yeah, the Moto One boys and I were on a meeting from uh, the Moto Moto One podcast headquarters. Um, So me and Nokomoto were on a video chat. They saw this picture next to me, and they thought it was like a little 8 by 10 And when I turned around to reach for it, they realized it was like, Life size, like be bigger than life size. Like, yeah, this guy's, yeah, it looks like a real pugilist. when I walked over to it, they're like, holy, that painting is like 19 feet by, I, I'm only four foot two, um, so it looks a lot bigger than it really was. But anyway, uh, yeah, it's a huge painting of a pugilist with his fisties up, and he doesn't have a mustache. Now, my question to you is, have you ever seen a picture of an old timey pugilist that didn't have a mustache? Eh? Think back. The original hipsters, my friends, uh, the waxed mustache crew. I'm assuming they put wax on it so the uh, bare knuckles would slide off it a little bit easier um, when you're getting punched right in the kisser right there. But, yeah, so the have you ever seen a pugilist without a mustache? I never have. So I created the game Pin the Mustache on the Pugilist instead of like Pin the Tail on the Donkey or, I don't know, Pin the Flame on the Dragon. Is that real? If it's not, I'm going to trademark that right now. But, anyway, funny, funny little thing and it's totally like there is a bunch of weird stuff in here but given that it's me like that's probably the weirdest because I hate mustaches and uh, and pugilists and if, you're, if you're a pugilist you want to get in a fist fight you know where to find me <laughs> alright uh, moving on Tobor do it door thank you um so yeah moving on what has oh yeah it's been hot as all hell here for the past like two weeks and i'm sure last week i think tobor you you went into sleep mode like three times last week um i was kind of scared you 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 said some funny stuff i think you you, i don't know if you don't wear pants but you said that you melted your pants and uh yeah yeah i remember you remember that it was super super hot last week and it's it's been hotter this week but not during the showtime. so uh moto one said hey listen your show is coming on sunday evenings now why don't you just make it sunday night and uh go in and record live to you know we broadcast live on gsxr 600 fm the squid and uh, that's in your uh on your local dial there and um, they said, "Yeah, we're going to switch some programming around anyway to bring coverage of the, uh, you know, old reruns of Riding with Norman Reedus. We're going to talk about a, a show about old reruns of that. Like we're not even going to be talking about current stuff because I guess there's not a current season because nothing's shooting because of COVID. Um, although, we'll, we'll, I'll tell you about this in a second. But yeah, so they they have a whole radio show, like a two hour long radio show." dedicated to talking about old episodes of uh, OCC, uh, what was that, like the Paul Little Choppers or whatever, the big Paul, little Paul Choppers, and Riding with Reedus. And they have a whole two-hour show, or three-hour show, I forget, uh, public access voices and, and everything. Hi, welcome back to uh, this week's review of Riding with Norman Reedus on uh, GSXR 600 FM The Squid. I'm your host, Manfred Cornhall. Yeah, I forget the guy's name, but you know, anyway, make a long story short, they swapped us out with them. So now I'm on even later on Sunday night. So yeah, you're getting this live. And uh, even if you're listening to it In a podcast form It's still live Like whenever somebody listens to it on a podcast Somehow they rebroadcast the show So the more listens we get the better But I'm not dissing this new time slot Partially because it's been so hot And like a lot of people now Radio, TV They're all in the news Like a lot of the news around here National News, The Ellen Show, Jimmy Fallon All those people They're working from home You know what I'm saying? Well they're they were, most of them were, so I don't know if they still are. I could be a total liar, but I'm broadcasting from home now. And uh, so they said, yeah, just make it convenient whenever it works for you. If it's cooler in the evenings, go ahead and do it in the evening. I said, can I do it at midnight? They said, you could never do it again. We don't care. So I'm, I'm just here to tell you that this could be could be the last show if they're going to be that way about it. Um, but it has been a cooker to get to my point it's been a super cooker i have the fan on above me right now so hopefully this super super um dynamic mic is blocking the sound of it and only picking up the sweet sound of my juicy juicy vocal cords which uh, are juicy with coffee i'm drinking coffee right now because it's probably like i'm gonna say that's like 94 in here and when you're this hot why not just drink coffee anyway? <clears throat> Why not just do that thing like the ancient Egyptians used to do and as punishment just pour hot gold all over my head like you know make a gold statue out of me with the body inside just pour molten metal in down my throat or whatever they used to do back in the old days um, as punishment for stuff because it's already hot enough i don't even care anymore i am, i am that that might cool me down actually So yeah, we're in here, um, roasting our balls off right along with you. And if you are in the, um, if you're in Southern California, first off, how are you doing it? How are you getting out there to ride in the hills of, you know, especially, um, Lake Elsinore, you know, are you going to practice down there at the track? I mean, it seems like they'd have it closed because it's like 3000 degrees, you know, when the sand is on fire, (laughs) like, how do you have a motocross track open? Uh, and so I'm just wondering if people are even going to Elsinore right now because it's so hot that the track has turned to glass. Like that's how hot the sand got. Um, our buddy, one of our patrons that lives out in, um, in that area, a little bit east of there. Uh, how are you doing, Paul? You know who you are, Paul. And, um, yeah. How are you doing, Paul? I'm talking to you, Paul. Paul. Right at you. I'm looking at you right now <laughs> So, uh, yeah, how are you doing? I hope you're staying cool And, uh, yeah, all that great jazz I could only imagine right now That the uh, your VFRs are all re- All your cars are red Because they're so hot, they're overheating You know, like their skin's turning red Alright, bad joke Tobor, come on, where's that stupid thing? No, wrong thing Anyway, you're fired, Tobor um, So, yeah Anybody that's down here in SoCal, uh, and if you live in the Inland Empire and you're lucky enough to be able to just ride your motorcycle right out your front door, I know all you dirt bags in, in like San Bernardino just sleep with your motorcycle in your house anyway, and you just open your front door and ride it out of your apartment complex out into the hills. How are you guys doing it? It's like got to be like 600 degrees out there. So in other parts of the country, there's like um, flooding. And some uh, tornadoes still happening, and from what I've seen, there is also snowstorms happening in like Wisconsin and Michigan. It's like Armageddon. I swear to God, it's just like. And in some parts, uh, it's raining homeless people. (laughs) I don't know. I just I made that one up. I haven't seen that. I don't think they cover. Um, homeless precipitation on the Weather Channel, so I wouldn't know what that what's actually happening. But yeah, there is a lot of crazy stuff happening all over right now. The Glizobe in general. So I just hope everybody's out there having a good time, being safe. Um, like I was out here till midnight the other night. Now to let's move the show on, Tobar. Give me some sweet music, bro. Give me some sax. Give me some. I missed that '80s. Every '80s song used to have saxophone in it. We need some more sax, bro. Oh God. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I like this jam Okay Let me tell you what I did the other day oh. Okay, I, I can't sound like a saxophone So I'll just cut the crap and get to singing Or <laughs> to get to rapping um, So yeah, the other night I was out here in the garage And I came out around 11 And I worked till 1 or 2 I was pouring some, making some casts and trying to do some fun stuff for uh, future patron stuff, just messing around for future, just fun, cool stuff, right? And so, yeah, to give you an idea of how hot it's been, it was still like 90 degrees at like midnight. And uh, I was working with some resins and stuff, and they were k- kicking like it was noon on a Saturday, baby, even though it was like two in the morning on Saturday night, you know, Saturday morning, because um, it was so warm out here. It's like, man, this is like, I could uh, pour resin all night around here, and not have to worry about it kicking real slow, or taking eight hours to cure. mm mm Took about, whoa, took about 15 minutes, whoa. 15 minutes. You know what, Tobor, I told him, quit getting me these three-legged chairs. I swear Moto One Podcast Network is trying to torture us out of, uh, to quitting, quitting this show. So, But anyways, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. The old junk junk man has been trying to fulfill some patron stuff uh, and finally getting around to just doing it myself because I realized that with everything else going to hell, if I keep waiting for an opportunity to present itself, it never will. So patrons, your coloring books are done. Um, A couple other little fun surprises are already done. What I'm waiting for now is our sticker order to come in, and then I shall mail everything, assuming... That we still have a post office in uh, two weeks time If you all don't live in the United States and haven't heard They are talking about dismantling the post office Now, uh, from experience I can tell you that uh, We have this thing in the United States called a constitution (laughs) And everybody loves it so much And in the original constitution, not even the amendments it states that we need to have a post office And we love the post office so much They made a movie with our beloved um... Oh my god, Tobor, come on Quit fooling around like that You're going to blow my eardrums out You're going to blow our listeners' eardrums out Don't get so excited over the po- I know you have the hots for the post uh, For those blue post boxes But geez. Um, yeah, Tobor has the hots for s- square uh, Mechanically weird looking things um, anyway, we love it so much that we had our Mel Gibson. His name is Kevin Costner. Uh, we uh, He made a movie called The Postman about it, about the post-apocalyptic future world where there's a guy that brings back the post office. And I think he rides on a horse, so he's bringing back like the Pony Express. Um, he should have done it on a motorcycle, but I get it. There's no gas in the future. But, so... We love it so much we made a movie about it happening And now I feel like we're in a post-apocalyptic times We've had like a crappy recession Some crazy virus uh, Motorcycle sales have been slumping Over the past couple years And uh, we still have Crappy brands making idiotic motorcycles um, And so I feel like we are in a post-apocalyptic world Last year the big thing was um, uh, homeless, Homelessness here And In California and then getting our State funding pulled for wildfires Because we wouldn't comply with like Shipping people back to their countries or something So I just feel like everything's falling apart around here And now the post office going away I just feel like I'm watching an actual The movie The Postman Mixed with Waterworld a little bit Uh, So yeah that's what's been happening around here in the SoCal scene. That and the temperatures have been in the 300s. Uh, no, no shit. If you um, are on Fahrenheit on, on Celsius, I think Death Valley reached um, 53 degrees Celsius or something the other day, um, or not the other day, like the other week, two weeks ago I think it was. It's 131 degrees Fahrenheit and the Kelvin that's uh, 92. Um, If you work in Jules or the Schofield scale, uh, I'm guessing that it was about three and a half habanero peppers or 2.1 ghost peppers hot. Uh, If ghost peppers and habaneros were the air, that's about how hot it was. So yeah, it was really a scorcher, baby. Um, And yeah, I went out riding in, in it a little bit. Um, what's on our notes here? They didn't give us these, huh? So, all right, Tobor. I love this music, Tobor, by the way. It's so relaxing. Um, the news. What's coming up in the news, Tobor? That's our news music? Come on, man. Don't you have the Morse code, like, beep, 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 beep news ticker thing? Okay. Why don't you hit it? All right. Coming up in the news. God, Tobor. I swear. Okay, okay, Tobor, you're not doing a very good job tonight. It's almost as if I'm doing it for you, pretending like you're doing it. Is that what's happening here, Tobor? <laughs> is that what really is happening here? Um, so anyway, yeah, some current events and news. Now, last weekend, you know this show comes out uh, on Sunday. Well, last weekend. They, they've changed it like f- four times this, this month. Uh, but last weekend... They, uh, the GP happened and it happened after the show, but we still had to record it live last week because the audio got gobbled up. So, um, we got to see Brad Bender win at the, uh, it's not the Nürburgring. It's the uh, Red Bull ring, um, in Austria. And so, yeah, that was kind of cool. And then we got, uh, you know, they've been doing MotoGPs back to back at each, um, uh, station, what am I saying that for, at each circuit, because to save money on travel and to get like a condensed, still have these many races, but have them condensed, you know, down into this remaining part of the season. So I, I like it actually. I think it's better. Um, you get to see somebody that should know the track race it again the next week, right? So last week we didn't get to cover it, but um, yeah, Zarco and Morbidelli got in a huge huge crash brad bender won right last is that did we already say brad bender won what i didn't know is that this crazy crash that almost happened and i was reading in road racing world um rossi was talking about uh not wanting to go back after the old uh the incident happened and you know being a being everybody loves rossi still he's still uh people call him the goat even though giacomo Agostini is is the real goat um, but Valentino Rossi right there in second spot. Um, he, uh, you know, mentioned something about his nerves after, uh, let me tell you what happened first. If you didn't watch the MotoGP, cause I don't really watch MotoGP either. I watch like the high, the highlights basically of it. And I get like the rundown of what basically happened. Um, cause I don't, you know, I don't want to go ahead and invest the, the time or money into watching MotoGP when I barely have any time as it is. Uh, I would just be watching the highlights, skipping to the highlights anyway. So I know as much as you know, if you just watch the video clips, but what I saw from like all the social media and stuff and it, and it urged me to read on further was that there was a huge crash. When I looked at the crash, um, there was this one YouTube that shows it from every angle and it looks like Zarco. <clears throat> And Morbidelli were coming down. And apparently, I didn't know this either until I listened to front-end chatter uh, last week. Um, apparently, the Red Bull Ring has had, ever since they've been racing MotoGP there, they've had concerns with it not having enough runoff. It's built for F1. And there's not enough motorcycle runoff there. And cars, obviously, are doing a little bit different stuff. They've got a lot more downforce. They're not as... They, they don't lean into, into turns and and have the possibility to run off at the places that the uh, motor you know the cars do and so accidents are totally different when something goes sideways well in this case something went very very sideways where they were coming down they were the turn that they're going into is like a 30 mile an hour turn or something like that and they're going to almost 300 kilometers per hour which is like a hundred like nearly 200. Um, it's like 186 miles an hour, 190 miles an hour going down there and right out of this little squiggle, there's like a little chicane or something right there, like a little left, right. And then they haul butt straight down to this right hander. And I don't know what turn it is. I think it's turn three. And on that straightaway, somehow Zarco came out and went really r- wide, right in front of Morbidelli. And him and Morbidelli were having a battle. Maybe he was trying to block past him. Who knows? But for whatever reason, Morbidelli hit his rear tire, and they both went scuttling off. And the bikes went flying. And if I'm telling you and you already know, then, yeah, you picture this in your head when I'm telling you. Red Bull really does give you wings because I think it was uh, Zarko was in front, so it was his bike that just kept going and morbidelli's bike starts like flip like it hit the back tire of Zarco's, and just started like kind of cartwheeling but Zarco's bike just he fell off and the bike was upright for a little bit but then it went down onto the grass and i think it did something because i from what they were saying it hits hit like the curbing on the inside and flew up over vinales and rossi now i didn't see that all i could see was the twisted wreckage of morbidelli's bike which was basically uh like painted uh, aluminum foil at the end there. I mean, the wheels, the thing had totally come apart. The frame, the fuel tank, the tires, the wheels, like everything. It just looked like a pile of... looked like you went to the uh, junkyard and pulled a random pile of, you know, dishwasher parts and a couple of garbage bags and painted them like a Ducati and threw it or whatever the hell he rides. Um, and then, yeah, so I did not see... Uh, Zarco's bike but when i last saw it when it shows him falling off it his bike he falls off and the bike keeps going straight you know it goes onto the grass but i'm assuming that it hit the curbing and flew and it does uh go right in between vinalas and rossi were coming down there like i said they were doing nearly 200 miles an hour down into this like 30 mile an hour almost almost hairpin um not really a hairpin but a, a really really tight right hander and uh literally the bike goes over them and uh, and then through them like i think i think zarco's bike split the like threaded the needle right in between them and morbidelli's bike goes flying over them. and rossi is behind Vinales. Vinales actually lets go of the handlebars for a split second and runs wide out onto the little bit of tarmac runoff that there is and like you can you you can't even really tell that he lets go When you're watching his camera footage, or when you're watching the footage of it, but there's a still shot of him with his hands up over his head as the bike's flipping like inches from his head, and then him and Rossi—he was Rossi was drafting him into this, you know, down the hill into this turn. So you can imagine how close Rossi is to him. They were literally like a bike length apart, probably going into this corner. And excuse me, that's where Zarco's bike went. I think was right through that little gap. at as they're flying through there, you know what, like I I don't know if it's 30 k- miles an hour or 60 miles an hour, whatever that turn is. It's pretty sharp and they had to slow pretty well down and it's probably good because his bike was still doing a good I'm guessing 100 miles an hour. You know, even with just cuz he's not on it anymore doesn't mean it slowed down. I mean, it's pointing downhill and he fell off at like 200 miles an hour. So there it goes down the hill at 200 um you know who knows how fast it was going, but it split it thread the needle. The other bike goes flipping over both of them, and Rossi just like looks back for a split second, and then gets back on the gas. And same thing with Zarco. He, or, I mean, uh, Vinales had actually taken his hands off the motorcycle and is like waiting for the bike to smash him. And it's the craziest picture I've ever seen. Literally flew over, missed both Yamaha teammates, you know, Yamaha teammates by mere inches. Uh, and then they, I think they red flagged it for a bit. Go, uh, go look at YouTube and see like Austrian's, uh, GP crash or something like that. MotoGP Red Bull ring crash. It'll be on there cause it's brand new. It just happened. Um, so yeah, like that is nuts. And then, um, I was just reading today that Vinales crashed again. I think going down that same hill, uh, at today's. Um, race. So yeah, that's interesting. Our yesterday's race, whenever, whenever they race. I, th- I thought they raced on Sundays. In uh, other motorcycle news, now this weekend was International Female Ride Day. I already talked about this earlier, but I don't know if I was recording it or if it was in Tobor and my uh, pre-ri- pre-ride. pre I like that. This is kind of like a ride, isn't it, Tobor? A little bit, yeah, shaking his head yes. Uh, in our pre-show uh, warm up. I don't know if I already talked about this, but Angel Sampi, this was International Female Ride Day. And to make it even sweeter, Angel Sampi celebrated uh, her 50th birthday and then went on to uh, win her 43rd pro stock motor t- motorcycle title uh, at the NHRA Indy Nationals. Um, so, yeah, this win was the first one since 2016. And I remember uh, reporting on that one as well in 2016 with Sing Simon Mankowitz, I think, uh, be, uh, being on the show with us. So, yeah, she, this was her first win since joining the Vance & Hines factory Harley-Davidson team. Uh, I guess before that, she was on her—I think she did race a Harley before, but I know she also raced a Suzuki before. But, yeah, dude, she—it uh, made a bunch of news, and I saw a couple of videos— and I guess she tr- maybe um, had a problem. Let me see right here. It says, uh, yeah, there was a problem with the clutch cable. And quick thinking by the Vance and Heinz crew got it fixed. She wasn't sure they were going to have it fixed, so she was just trying to stay calm, according to this article on uh, NHRA.com. But uh, they did such a jo- good job. They had a little bit of luck on their side. They got it fixed. And we got it done Thank you Vance and Hines, Harley Davidson I told you I was going to do it And I bet you thought I was dead But I'm not dead Happy birthday to me Yeah, you know what, I've I've had that happen before I've been on a motorcycle and had people think I'm dead Just because I'm really old and crusty looking And I have this uh, coffin that I wear around but anyway, so yeah, thanks to Angel Sampi for putting a positive spin on the female, uh, International Women's, uh, Female Riders Day. Goddamn, why didn't I get that right? International Women's Rider Day, IWR. Why, I get, why am I getting this wrong? I had an International Female Ride Day. That's what it's called. The IFRD. Yes, there we go. Um, eighth times the charm, right, Tilbore? Yes, Tilbore's nodding at me sarcastically, thanks, you made me feel like crap just now, Um, but yeah, so that happened I did want to say too that I've been seeing a lot of posts, um, I swear we talked about this already, Tobor. correct me stop me, if, stop me if we're recording this for a second time because I already did say this before but I, I don't know if we recorded but anyway, on Instagram I was looking at all the well wishes for the uh, female riders and all of our badass <clears throat> excuse me, all of our badass babes and badass women out there and uh, I thought the first time I read one of the posts, for some reason it was the font or something. I thought it said bald ass. And that got me to laughing. I hope all the women writers out there are bald assed. If you have a big hairy ass, send nudes to <laughs> Um, So, yeah, that was – let me see. What else do we got in here? Oh, yeah, that's not so much. Um, I did want to say uh, – Okay, so, yeah, Valentino Rossi's take on the crash. Oh, man, now I have now I have to, like, get a crash. I'm looking at my phone because I have all this stuff I was reading on my phone. Don't read on your phone. The screen is very small. And uh, if you have a huge, huge screen, then you don't have a phone. You have a tablet, my friend, that just happens to make phone calls. But, yeah, it was uh, reading right here. Uh, Valentino Rossi, the first thing he did was um, – was, uh, call his girlfriend, let his, uh, supermodel girlfriend know that everything's fine. Uh, you know, he's really questioning. Um, he says his girlfriend was destroyed and he hasn't spoken with his mom or dad yet, but he will do later. This was of course last weekend. So, um, yeah, so there was a huge, super bad crash in moto two before that as well. So yeah, pretty nuts. Um, so yeah. Just bad stuff happening in the last uh, couple weeks in the MotoGP world. You know, I think I mentioned Zarco Crash this weekend. And also this weekend, some crazy, you know, with Marquez out. I know his uh, team boss was t- talking smack a couple weekends ago, but with him out, uh, who, would, who won this weekend? It was a. Uh, <sighs> I don't want to get this wrong, but I know Jack Miller was like second. Paula Spargro took third i think miguel Oliveira got a f- got first this weekend so with like it's just crazy who's who's coming out on top and who is uh winning you know it's it, once you take marquez out of the out of the picture it's it's incredible to watch um i also know that uh, the flat trackers race this weekend but since i don't have f- 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 fans choice i don't know what went on uh you know and that's why we don't play with the record buttons, junkie. We don't tap random buttons. We let Tobor do the producing on this show. Uh, anyway, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't watch the uh, the Super Twins today, but I can guarantee that Mies had a really good shot at winning, as did Briar Bauman or something like that. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say one of those two won it um, with maybe like an upset by, I don't know, uh, <laughs> an upset by Brian Smith, you know, so I don't know or uh, maybe Henry Wiles is back. I think Henry Wiles is actually racing singles this year. So um, something interesting I did here, I don't know if I've mentioned this on previous podcasts, but I heard that the uh, flat track changed their format. Um, I heard that they're going to more of like a moto style where if you if you listen to, or if you watch motocross, they usually do like a timed motocross plus two laps or something like that. Um, and so that gives you like a time limit for for television and i think that uh flat track did the same thing so that they can fit it on television because with 25 laps a thousand red flags you never know how long something's gonna go and if you watched in the past when it was still free on fans choice some of those races especially the big ones in the end there would be hours like if you watched it the whole day fans choice quit broadcasting the whole thing uh, all day long, but back when they did used to have all day broadcasts and it would just like let the video feed run live, you would, it was almost like you were there. You got to see the morning practice, the morning heat races the afternoon like qualifying and then the night racing and it would stream all damn day on fans choice. Well then they cut it back when they got their NBC deal to just like the heats and semis and mains and then I think they just cut it back to the semis and mains and now with uh, a TV contract I'm sure they're doing the same thing and they and it's coming to find out they gotta do it timed because if you're racing for TV um, a football game, basketball game baseball game baseball games can go alone time because they go by innings and football games and basketball games and all that stuff goes by time right so you uh and soccer games same thing or foot or regular football if you're in another country i don't know why we call american football football you just you run with your feet and kick field goals but you know that's beside the point but anyways it does 90 minutes plus you know a couple few minutes stoppage time or all that you have a definite TV schedule that you can set by that you can't really for racing if you're going to cover red flags and like stop every time someone crashes. But if you do it by time, you can because this clock keeps ticking. And so I think that's why flat track went to this format if they really have. Like I said, I haven't watched it this year. Um, they just keep putting more wall paywalls up in front of it and subscriptions. And I have I have like 19 fans choice accounts because every time they redo it, you got to like re-sign up and like re-add a tier to your thing. So make a long story short, I haven't watched it. So I'm just going off of what the Doghouse uh, podcast said where they do a motocross style where they got like, it went from like a 15 lap for the twins or for the singles and like a 20 or 25 lap for the, uh, for the twins to now they're doing like 20 minute and 25 minute, um, mains, you know, for the singles and the twins respectively. So the twins are getting like, if it's only like a, you know, 42nd lap, they're getting like 30 or 40 laps. So they're doing way more laps. You know what I'm saying? So I kind of like the time. Uh, I, kind of like the time limit better than the lap limit. Um, on the laps, you are, necessary to get x amount of laps in uh 30 minutes regardless of red flags with the time you somebody crash there's a red flag you just like pause you know the clock doesn't pause but you skip a few laps or whatever get them off and get back out there so uh yeah I kind of like the time thing better it it, may, it definitely changes strategies if you're going by time rather than by number of laps you know what I'm saying so so that's something that it would be kind of interesting to get back into reporting on is flat track racing for our, some of our news segments and uh, all that jazz. Otherwise, news, that that's all I got. Nothing nothing real big. Uh, tonight's show was intended to be a little short on purpose so that I can get back to being creative and put the creative back in creative writing. What's one bit of news that I did have that I just want to say? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, our old co-host, Jay is alive and well and kicking, and I'm sure if you've been on Instagram, she's sharing her story on there. Jay is out of incarceration, everybody, and she's back in the moto world looking for some moto girl. <laughs> so I should make that a song. Tobor, three, five, seven, nine. That's not how you count music. You count music like this. Six. Or actually, let's do it in uh, eight, 12, ready? 12 actually, it'd be 12, eight.
1: She's in a motor
0: world Looking for a motor girl Jay's on the loose Ooh, Free from the noose Yeah! Alright, that's an, that's all you get from me um, But yeah, so Jay is doing well And uh, Bri Viffer, I wanted to say thank you very, very, very much Jay says to say thank you as well You are Truly, truly a kind-hearted human being. Um, and that is our news. That's really our news. All right. Let's go down to the next segue. Seg- seg- let's get on a segue and get out of here. Let's uh, Let's take a little break and come back with some more creative writing, your favorite podcast that you hate.
1: of hanging out in the garage with buddies and not knowing what they're talking about? Do you have inferior knowledge of carburetors or electrical systems? What about grilling beef, guns, or other manly things? Now, RP Enterprises has you covered. Introducing Mantriloquist. Mantriloquist is a monthly subscription service that puts an expert right in your head. The next time you're in the garage throwing back some suds with your buds and the conversation takes a turn into uncharted waters, just text pound 33976 on your cell phone and wait for the magic to happen. The experts in our call center are available 24 hours a day. They spring into action via our patented two-way earpiece. They'll listen in on your conversations to make sure you don't sound like the village idiot in front of your friends. Our discreet communications protocol means that your pals won't hear a thing except for you delivering all the right answers. Now, you don't have to be afraid to join the conversation when topics come up like fuel pumps, inverters, flitoris, drywall, sniper rifles, and so much more. Mantriloquist will put you back in the game instead of holding your purse in the corner. So, man up with Mantriloquist. Requires a three-month minimum subscription. Not available for women. They generally don't care or are not afraid to ask questions. Not available in Guam or Burkina Faso. Standard messaging raise and data rate apply. Money back guaranteed. Call now to order.
0: Five and a half years. No pickle has been more trusted by motorcycle champions everywhere than Clawman Pickles. You want to win your race? Put a Clawman pickle in your face. Clawman's guaranteed. I'm Mama Clawman, and I
1: recommend Clawman Pickles for the win. You heard, Mama? Put a Clawman's in your mouth and a championship trophy on your shelf. Clawman's the only
0: pickle for motorcyclists. Beauregard's Sensual Motorcycle Massage sixty nine sixty nine dollars Massage Way Ask for the Creative Discount Alright everybody, welcome back. Creative writing. Who's getting our ads lately, Tobor? Tobor, I'm going to have you read off uh, something from... A random regarding the regarding all the GP stuff that happened because this weekend, like I told you uh, in the news bit, there Maverick Vinales, uh, m- m- I almost said Marco Rossi. Well, who's Marco Rossi's brother? Uh, Valentino Rossi. Valentino Rossi's teammate apparently had some issues with his bike again. Like I said, I don't know if it was that same hill, same hill coming down, but around. 300 or 200 kmh, which is, again, like between 200 and 150 miles an hour. He decided to jump off the motorcycle because he couldn't get it stopped. I'm guessing... Tobor, Faraday. Uh, I'm guessing there was some problems with the uh, brakes or something like that. So we, had, Tobor and I looked up on Twitter, which is one of our favorite places, besides Reddit, to look for stuff. Um but Twitter has some quotable quotes by everybody. So here's one of our f- good friends, Dan, from Australia, who, uh, here's one of his quotes from Twitter, read by our good friend,
3: Tabor. Who oft man it was split seconds, milliseconds, far out. Imagine stepping off a bike at over 200 kmh. Shant mess elf watching.
0: So Dan apparently had poop on his butt afterwards because uh, he saw... Vinales uh, step off, just decided to step off a bike. You, you've heard of a high-speed get-off. That's like the uh, fancy way of saying I ate crap on my motorcycle without really saying I ate crap. But literally stepping off at t- two or 300 kmh, I read 300 in some accounts, 200 at Dan's, and I... And 300 in one of his previous comments. So I don't know how fast it was, but somewhere between 160 to uh, 200 miles an hour, he just decided to like hop off and his bike continued on until it smashed into the air fence, bursting into flames. And since there's no runoff for motorcycles at the uh, Sturian, um whatever they call it. I think they called it the Sturian uh, G- GP, since they have to give it a different name since it's at the same uh, place instead of the Austrian, they just call it the, they left off the A, and they just call it the Strian GP. So, uh, yeah, his, uh, they had, there's no runoff there at the Strian GP. So at the Red Bull Ring, Um, like I said, it was designed for F1 cars, not motorcycles. So they had to repair the fence before racing and get back underway. So I guess they did that. What else we got in the news? Let me look through my inbox. I know there was a bunch of stuff. Uh, oh, here's something else from Dan. Can you read that other one? Do we get it ready? Right. Okay. Yeah. Here's something else from Dan. Very cryptic. I don't know what this means, but he's this sucker has like has had eight million bikes, and this one this comment got me. See if you can figure out what he's saying, Tobor. I'm going to turn up your voice circuit here a little bit so we can hear every word.
3: Once Kev's ready, I'ma try and find one of these I reckon, just to drive TBM completely insane. If Suzuki bring one out next year, I'll leave Kev raw. So, if Kev's
0: ready, I'ma try to find one of these, just to drive TBM completely insane. I think TBM's the boss man, that's probably his uh, partner. If Suzuki bring one out next year, I'll eat Kev raw. Now, I don't know what Kev is. Maybe it's something there in Australia that is like a garlic butter with dirt sprinkled in it and some tree bark and drop bear droppings. I have no idea. But it's probably something crazy in Australia um, that's disgusting because why would he say he's going to eat Kev raw? Maybe it's sort of a puffer fish. I don't know. But yeah, so... Did you guys hear that, by the way? did I? Hey, did I tell you there was a bat earlier out here uh, coming in the studio? I think actually an actual vampire is coming in now. So, uh, But, yeah, we are going on an hour. I didn't want to go on this long with this show, Tobor. so let's start getting into uh, the end of the show notes here. Um, so the main topic this week is going to be listen up. We're going to do motorgasms this week tell your uh, if you're listening with kids you might want to explain to them what an orgasm is so that they know what a motor orgasm is that's where someone sees some bit of racing that's so exciting they start to screech and moan and uh, orgasm kids is when you get in a car accident and you start wailing in it cuz it hurts so bad so or you get tackled at a american football game or in a rugby or australian rules football game and it twists your uh, leg up and it hurts so bad you start moaning And screaming So when you hear your parents moaning and screaming They're in the spare bedroom Or even in the broom closet Your mom and dad probably got their legs Tangled up and one of them got a tendon torn. So that's what, uh, that's what that means. But anyway, what we're going to do is not do that this week. We're actually coming up. We're going to next week. We're going to do, uh, the greatest generation generation X, the forgotten generation, the generation that everyone's calling boomers right now. Cause everyone forgets what boomers be, but we're going to go over the, the generation that brought us the best motorcycles in the world. Um, generation x being from 1965 to 1980 god i love a 1980 sr 250 and uh she's not in here with me right now so she can't hear that but yeah some of the best best motorcycle innovation innovation might from uh 1965 to 1980 so that is going to be um next week's topic if you are a gen xer if you were bet- born between 65 and 80 and you want to be on our show, reach out. Give us a call at uh, 740-563-2858 or, um, and leave a message. That's our creative lighting, writing line. But since Tobor and I aren't like automated robots, I know Tobor is a robot, but he's not automated to answer phones. Um, yeah, just leave us a, a voicemail there and we'll get back to you. And if we pick up, you can chat with us. And, but I doubt we will cause we're super busy and the busier we are, the higher of a voice we're talking in. And that means pretty soon I'll be talking where only dogs can hear. But yeah, if you're a generation Xer or if you have a fabulous bike that you like, that was, uh, between 65 and 80, uh, let us know and, uh, write on the show and at creative writing podcast at com, or just go to our Facebook page and hit send email and it'll populate that in there. So you have to type out, All 95 characters of that, uh, you know, that's always fun to type in that misspell, like, the third word and, like, have to go back and retype it. Uh, So, yeah, just go to our Facebook page and hit uh, send email or just hit us up on the uh, DMs on Instagram or whatever you want to do. Go to our Tumblr page. Tumblr is still a thing, and I think that they are... uh, you know, bringing, bringing sexy back. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, uh, generation X, uh, as people born between 65 and 80, and there's like a little bit of overlap, you know, some, some people say that millennials started in 83, like there's not a definite, uh, definite line, but let's just say 65 to 80. Cause that's what most things go by. So the people in that cohort were turning 18 and, between 1980, one, two, three, four, or 1983 or four. And so the first born people, I guess, in 1965 were turning 18 in like 83, right? And then it shows that the people, the last people born at the very end in 1980, were turning uh, 18. And that would only make sense, 1998. So yeah, that is really where we're going to be focusing on like 65 to 80 is when you're born, but you don't, you don't remember that stuff. You don't grow up then. Um, you remember the stuff when you're like maybe 10 years on and older, you know what I'm saying? So we're really going to be looking at the, the years when they turn 18, which is like 1983 to 1998. Uh, those are some really good years for motorcycles. Um, a lot of the gen Xers, um, are controlling, Uh, motorcycle stuff now and what's being made. And I think a lot of people say boomers, like the boomers are aging out of the motorcycle market. To me, the boomers have already aged out. Uh, The last boomers, let me see. The last of the cohort turned 60. The last boomers would have turned 60 in 2004. So they're like in their eighties now. They shouldn't even be riding anymore. They're probably mostly dead. A lot of boomers, the d- dead or dying. So I know my uh, parents are boomers, and so they're old. You know what I'm saying? And if your parent, if you're like, if you were born in eighty one, your parents are probably Gen Xers. So your grandparents are probably uh, baby boomers if they're still around. So if your grandpa still rides or your grandma still rides you know, I think the baby boomers have long aged out of the motorcycle market. So I think a lot of the reports that we hear of boomers doing this and boomers doing that, um, is really Gen Xers that people are talking about. And that's the, that's the, uh, generation that people forgot about. And the the lost generation is 1883 to 1900. But I swear that Gen X is the forgotten generation, because everybody talks about boomers, everybody talks about millennials, and nobody talks about the generation right in between, which is Gen X. We brought you the best music, who I would say, like, all the punk bands. Uh, 63 was the year of the British invasion, so the Stones, the Kinks, um, Stones, the Kinks, and uh, the... The Beatles. The Kinks came a couple years later. They kind of missed the British Invasion, but they were a way better band than the Stones and the Beatles. But yeah, the British Invasion started in 63, uh, but the Kinks came over in 65, I believe. Um, Jimi Hendrix came out of there. The Doors, you know, like all these cheesy... To me, the bands that are kind of cheesy and like rock sensations came out of the 60s, got hot in the 70s and early 80s. And so... Punk was born. All this great stuff was born, and some of the best innovations in motorcycles. Uh, I was just listening to uh, episode with Brady Walker. Let me tell you what episode it was. Episode. What is it? What episode is this that I'm listening to? How do I find out? It's two eleven. Heads and dumb heads. We were the dumb heads. Um, the heads where we were talking about. So episode two eleven. If you go back and listen, we're talking about some cool stuff coming out of uh, 1969, you know, and, and uh, into the 70s, that's when modern bikes began. Uh, most things are twins or singles before the uh, 69, CB750 came out. And after that, everything was an inline four, some triples, like all that great jazz came out in uh, gener- Generation X. So um, we'll be talking about bikes from Generation X and... Um, growing up Generation X Which means growing up In the like 80s and 90s So uh, that'll be on next week's show And like I say If you are a Gen Xer Give us a call Let's talk about some of the music Some of the bikes And some of the cultural stuff That guided uh, that generation And what made really like The rise of the Hell's Angels And all that stuff Like like motorcycling in general Um, really bloomed during Generation X but it's one of the generations nobody talks about Um, so yeah that is uh, next week's main topic so now let's get into one of the last segments Tobor give me some of that sexy segment music if you would I mean you don't have to could you would you will you You yeah okay Uh, give me some of that music that you like you know what I'm saying
3: I like that music
0: yeah well then give me some of it dang it just quit blabbing and give me some i feel like this is a good like uh, instagram like video or like a good like i don't know like a tiktok yeah we chilling on the beach with margaritas in our hands for this off track so everybody for this off track this is a segment of the show where junkie turdman says hey listen up chump (laughs) here's something un-motorcycle related this one's kind of motorcycle related so Junkie went out last night for a beer with friends. First time Junkie has gone into public since this whole damn thing. Well, that's not true. I've gone shopping at the grocery store, but grocery store is way different than going to hang out with people and in a public place. Tobor, why is this music coming in on this channel? Thank you, sir. All right. Don't screw that up in the mix, by the way. Um, hey, listeners, have you ever had channels switched on you right in the middle of a recording? Mm, how did that feel? We you switched your channel, baby. Lube it up and come back for more on next week's show. <laughs> All right. So, anyway, getting back to my off-topic. So, uh, yeah, I went out for a beer with a friend last night. Rode my motorbike down to Pasadena expecting to get free parking because motorcycles rule. And guess what? The parking garage that I pulled into, the gate went all the way across. So apparently they expected motorcycles to pay the fee. Now, here's the deal: parking downtown on Pas- in Pasadena, California, on a Saturday night in the summertime when tourism is at its highest it is about 20 to 25 bucks. 30 bucks, I'm guessing, and like special events like. Nicki Minaj concerts or Taylor Swift's in town or Beyonce and Jay-Z are blowing up the Rose Bowl. Anything like that happening at the Rose Bowl or like some crazy thing happened in Pasadena, it could be like $30 to park down there on a Saturday night. Last night it was $6. Yes, that is the hourly or flat rate, actually, for the whole day's parking down there. Uh, Just go down and uh, kick it. And I guarantee it's because coronavirus that that it's so cheap because parking is a premium. A lot of people lift and Uber themselves into downtown Pasadena just because of the traffic and the exorbitant, exorbitant, I believe is the actual word, parking fees. So I rode my motorbike down there, also expecting to get in for free because that's normally the policy at most L.A. parking garages that I frequent. Uh, If the person doesn't wave you by the gate... You just go around the gate, and um, and you don't pay. And there's special motorcycle parking. If you don't believe me, I did snap a picture of it. And if you want me to, if you really don't believe me, I'll stick it up on our gram somewhere. Uh, well, anywhere, our page on the gram. I almost just fell off this three-legged chair again to work. we really got to tell the Moto1 execs to quit pulling this type of BS with us. Um, so, yeah. So, afterwards... Today, how do I feel about doing that? I feel. Now, you guys know my stance on Corona. Whether you believe it's real or not, it's affecting writing, it's affecting the country, it's affecting the economy, it's affecting the goddamn vote, it's affecting like everything in this country, and it's total BS. Uh, I just want it to be over, whether you think it's real or not, whether I think it's real or not, whether it. It's a real thing, but I mean, whether it's blown out of proportion or not, I want all of this to be over. So please, can we do the right thing? And this is the problem with being a human being in a free country, period, is that how do you balance like freedoms versus like liberty, right? Versus like what's good for the whole? And in the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and up until the 60s, I'm guessing. You could do something, and if it was good for the whole society, people would do it. Even though we were totally anti-communist, people acted very socialist, meaning like what was good for society, right? After the 60s, when commies and socialists broke in to to this country, and there was a big red scare and all that of the 50s and 60s, and ironically, people were anti-communist and socialist and, and all that great jazz. People be got more um, less and less focused on society. Cultures changed. This whole this whole country changed because we be- we got away from the small. Uh, sus- what am I trying to say? Like villages, you call them in other countries, but we just call them little townships and stuff here. Little towns and little little uh, sequestered societies, depending on each other, and more on like uh, what's it called? like industry and stuff to take care of us processed foods became a thing you no longer bought local you started buying processed stuff that shipped from all over so make a long story short fast forward 50 years later right and you can imagine that things are just going further and further toward the me 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 and actually wasn't there in my research baby boomers were called the me generation and i don't know if that's has anything to do with that but More and more, it's been about what can I, you do for me, not what can I do for we, right? And in this goddamn pandemic that we're in right now, the what can I do for me has translated into this. So Junkie Tournament went out. I told you earlier this year before I went to my dad's that he'd been quarantined in a hospital since December, since before all this stuff happened, happened. And I kind of felt sketchy going back there, C- coming from SoCal, which is like one of the hot spots in California that's keeping our numbers elevated, specifically LA. And a lot of people blame, uh, you know, Mexican uh, workers because a lot of them are working because they can't afford to take time off gardeners, dishwashers, you know, p- like quote unskilled labor. Um, But even not, you know, for some reason, like the blame is going on people that are unskilled. And it's not all Mexican. I'm just saying, like, I've heard a lot of people say that, but it's also just like poor people, period, um, that can't not work during this time or that like will do anything during this time. So I guess I shouldn't say uh, make it a racial thing, even though other people have. I'm going to say determined people, right? Um, And I don't think that's true. And so, last night, confirmed it, all these idiots in Pasadena at the bars, I think, is what's keeping this, uh, you know, we do, want, we do want to socialize, everybody's been locked up, but old Junkie Turdman feels like uh, somebody who was stripped naked and sent to lay for a few hours on a dirty mattress in an alley... Uh, that you know is infested with big bugs and lice with uh, you know the whole population of a Walmart basically take take a, you know there's probably 800 people in any Walmart at any, any given time even in your little small town America the Walmarts I know there's at least 300 people in your Walmart at any given time. So take yourself and put yourself in a back alley Because we have to be outside to be at a bar We can't be inside at any restaurants or bars right now in LA So it was outside but still packed to the gills People weren't wearing masks once they got inside the courtyard area Uh, People were going up and hugging weird strangers Or like people that they hadn't seen Like oh I haven't seen you in like 8 months And they're going up and hugging My friend and I Wear our masks We isolated ourselves at the back Under this little tree in this courtyard And just stood the whole time Because there was no tables That's how packed it was um, And people are sitting together Like groups of like 10 and 12 at these tables You're not supposed to be In a group more than 6 I want to say And Pasadena has it's own health department So maybe there's this group of 10 But still there was more than 10 people At a lot of these tables And it's like Alright Going back to my thing of, like, we can't behave. Now I know why our numbers are still elevated. And even if nobody there, even if only one person out of, like, the... There was probably 300 people there. Maybe not that many. Maybe 200. But even if one person had it, like, that's 200 people that they were around. Even me and my buddy now. So I feel, like I said, I feel like the person that was sent to lay in the alley on a dirty bed next to 200 other people with confirmed bed bugs and lice to be known in the alley and now i'm going in there and laying and laying down for two hours um and now i came back home and i'm just waiting to see if i have any lice or bed bugs on me that i have now put into my own bed and couch and everything else at home so My friend and i were just like what the actual f like people aren't doing any of the stuff you're supposed to do to stop the spread even despite all the commercials and so it just doesn't work we just can't be like i don't know it's it's a thing of balancing our liberties versus doing what's going to get the if you really want all this to end Quit doing stuff like that Like me and my friend Like I feel bad About being out now I feel guilty Even though we did Every single thing We didn't hug We didn't fist bump We didn't handshake We didn't high five He didn't even get close to me We stood literally Six feet apart Apart from each other And a fart from each other um, And literally our voices hurt Because we were kind of Screaming over the uh, Roar of the crowd um, Drinking our beers In this little planter Under this tree In the back of the courtyard so that we didn't have to stand by like 200 inebriated idiots of all ages well 21 because it was a bar but there was some older people there too you know it's like bro you and your wife look like you're in the uh later stages of life and i'd probably be a little worried to just be out here bullshitting with all these young peeps you know if i was you i don't know be fearless yolo i guess you only live once but uh, you you also only corona once and, you, and it usually gets you From what I've seen here in LA But um, yeah so that's my off topic Is uh, going out this week I actually did go to a public place For the first time since this All uh, Broke out and I just see how like Nothing's being taken seriously So just like traffic laws uh, If you don't follow them Expect some crashes and expect to uh, Why are we fading out Tobor Oh, you just turned it down? Oh, were you playing with my heart? Oh, you turned on my... Oh, God. You turned on my headphones. Now I blasted the music back up to compensate. My bad. Tobar, I'll let you do what you do. Run. The, you run the board. So... But anyway, yeah, folks. Um, just like a traffic law, if you don't follow it, uh, if you don't wear your seatbelt, if you don't wear... Uh, do the speed limit, don't cry when you crash or roll your car or... Kill someone else because you're an idiot uh, Just uh, take Responsibility and realize that um, There will never Be <laughs> we, we will never have true freedom Until uh, everybody can do I don't know what's not Going to hurt other people so that's what It's all about I guess freedom is not hurting Others I don't know is that really what it is I have no idea that's off track with Juggy Turban. I'm going to shut up before I insult somebody Right now let's take a quick break And uh, we'll be right back to end this mofo
2: of a show. Looking for a high-quality leather that doesn't cost an arm and a leg? Well, not yours anyway. Try Criders, made in the USA from 100% renewable resources. We don't use fancy hide like kangaroo or elk. Nor do we use other imported hides like jaguar or okapi. Those animals are scarce and protected. We extrapolate our hides from a unique source of marsupial. Not a wallaby though, if that's what you were thinking. Crider's leathers are made from the United States' most renewable resource, the common opossum. The common opossum is so common, in fact, that thousands of hides go to waste each year on American roadways. We don't believe in letting these valuable garment farms end up in the city dump especially with a looming leather shortage on the horizon. Criders is dedicated to rider safety, and a low overhead is our number one priority. Visit Criders today, and we'll fit you up in new skin. Possum skin. Criders, the cheapest leather you'll wear. Visit Criders now. We're located down by the stream behind the old recycling factory. Criders Leathers. Billy Guy Builds Motorcycle Washing Services.
1: Give Billy a try.
0: Hi, Billy Guy Build. You give me water and a bucket, I'll wash your motorcycle. it will be good clean.
1: Billy Guy Build, getting motorcycles cleaned since 25 weeks ago. Billy Guy Builds, located in Burt Town.
0: Bill, Billy, get
2: your motorcycles sparkly.
0: Billy washes baggers, cruisers. Naked bikes, sport bikes, drag bikes, scooters, monkey bikes, mini bikes, bikes that don't even run. Call Billy now five 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 two seven three Billy. You call me.
2: i uh, book your
1: appointment to wash your bike.
0: That's Billy Guy Builds Motorcycle Washing Services, just outside of Luckerville. Bloyton and Stancran in Blimey Town. Billy Guybel's Motorcycle Washing Services. Don't forget it, Punk. Yeah, Maybe. Punk. Thank you, Billy Guybell. Billy Guybell is like two years older now. Uh, I believe he is uh, ten or eleven now, washing bikes. there. down over in uh, Millard Valley. So if you're close to Millard Valley or Millard Canyon, or Runyon Road, or State Street. All of those intersect right there at the uh, the tip of West Penudo. Uh Whoa, Tobor, I can hear you. Tobor is raising his voice. Tobor, T-O, T-O-B-O, T-O. All right, that is Tobor. All right, let's take a qu- quick break to fix a technical problem with Tobor. All right, Tobor, I guess that was a, a vampire came in here and try to bite you, and that was him getting electrocuted. This bat's outside. I thought it was a regular bat. It turns out it was Bella Lugosi. Uh, so, yeah, anyway, um, we're wrapping up the show here. I do want to say that I read, I ranted about last week, uh, I think the uh, Rob Dingman's dealio bob in the old uh, American Motorcyclist. Did I mention that in this week, in this uh, August American Motorcyclist, uh, his letter's not there. I don't know if i met, I've been thinking about this episode all week. So I usually, we used to record like in the middle of the week and I would have all this stuff already planned. So I was, I think of it on my old schedule, but now that we record later, um, I don't know if I mentioned it. But yeah, they talked about the uh, member activity. I might've mentioned this last week already, but um, yeah, they really have a, a cool article in there about uh, the new president, of the, uh, I think it's like, they're going to call it like the department of, um, member engagement or something like that. And so they're trying to get basically the, uh, I didn't know this. It was kind of cool. That's why I liked reading this, the very beginning article, uh, excuse me, the staff column, because they were saying that the AMA used to be part of the American motorcycle and like, uh, manufacturers guild or something like that. Let me see the New York mica and manufacturing company, blah, 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 blah. No. Yeah. The M and A T a, which was the motorcycle and allied trades association. So the motorcycle trades is where the AMA got its start. And then when they were like, Hey, we're going to break off and be more about like events and rider engagement. That's when the uh, AMA became its own thing. It used to be, I guess, sort of an industry, uh, meeting like an industry organization about you know what i don't know price fixing (laughs) i don't know but yeah so it was kind of cool reading about it and the new member activity department is um one of the things that they're going to try and do and uh make a modern version of the ama so the ama was spun off from the m and ata and now they're going to spin themselves off into another well i guess it's the same thing of the old uh Old company, just different wing. So, yeah, it was kind of cool reading that staff column and uh, hearing about something where Rob Dingman wasn't complaining about helmet laws and all that. Leave that to your abate, you know, your local abate. Focus on making lane splitting legal across all uh, states. So, yeah, this is a really good really good um, magazine. I picked it up today to, like, rehash some of the stuff that I read. I was like, I should talk about this on this week's show. And I was like, oh, I think it was a pretty quick pretty quick uh, mag to read. There's a lot of good stuff in it. And it was a really, really fast read. And I I realized I had already read it. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I guess I did already blow through this. Um, One of the things I wanted to mention is really cool. They have a meet, uh, a writer and an advocate. So Senator Gary Peters, who's a Democrat out of Michigan, uh, is one of the people who has formed... He's a rider, and he rides around talking to his constituents and and trying to get stuff done there in the great state of Michigan. Go Wolverines. Um, And he has teamed up with, um, let me find her name real quick. She is a uh, Republican senator from uh, Joni Ernst, who's a Republican from Iowa. They established the first-ever bipartisan Senate Motorcycle Caucus And it says, quote, through that caucus, we've brought advocates and stakeholders together on a multitude of issues on behalf of both motorcycle riders and manufacturers, whether it's regarding safety or manufacturing. And so one example, he gave a caucus meeting on how motorcycling will be impacted by changing mobility technologies, including self-driving cars, um, been involved in drafting legislation to ensure that our country continues to be a leader in automotive technology and development, Um, And all this other great stuff. So uh, the AMA also has riders and ridership that that they have a whole branch of the AMA that does like legal stuff. And if you go to americanmotorcyclist.com, you can check out their rights and advocate uh, rights and advocate like blog or page and follow some of the stuff they do on there including helmet laws lane splitting the the gasoline thing here i don't know about other countries but we use a lot of ethanol in our gas here and they want to keep upping it and motorcycles and small engines here in the states uh aren't made for that stuff and it might be like a euro 5 thing where you you know in in countries that have euro 5 emissions uh they meet that but we don't uh and we have pretty strict um we have pretty strict emission standards here and stuff, but the, the ethanol and the gas is just killing a lot of motors. So it's a lot of alcohol. And so, um, yeah, they fight for that. So there's a lot of stuff that the AMA does along with events and rides and along with or still being an organizer for racing, stuff like that. So that was an interesting. I like the uh, August issue after I totally ranted about the July one. Um, also they got a bunch of upcoming events that are for August and since we're getting toward the end of August, I don't think I'm really going to mention them. Uh, they do have a couple dual sport rides coming up. If you're an American motorcyclist, an AMA member, uh, there's, uh, I get emails all the time about these really cool dual sport rides, um, put on by UASA Honda. Um, I think Rever might even put some on and they got some really great, um, sponsors that help. Uh, help the ride. And it's like uh, local experts will guide you on some challenging routes. There'll be like a full weekend of activities, camping, food, prizes, giveaways, and a good time on your motorbike planned out with people that know the local routes. So I'm always down. Like I really enjoyed reading the, uh, this month, the August episode uh, or issue of um, American Motorcyclist magazine. Uh I was thinking about what should I talk about on off topic this week? Should I talk about like unions and all this jazz cuz I feel like we we've, we've moved away from unions and stuff in this country. But if you go and listen to uh American Scandal and listen to the uh the robber barons uh you will you understand why in the not only in the United States, but other countries like unions were a good thing. And they've been demonized over the last few decades. Um, and I can see why it's because they got so much stuff done. (laughs) And so, uh, I've never been pro union um but the more and more i learn about them the more and more i see their benefits you know what i'm saying and so the ama is like a union in a way they do a lot of great stuff some of it i don't care about so i don't care about some of their opinions but i'm not going to go so far as some people like other motorcycle journalists and and podcasts that i've heard say i would never support the ama as long as they're doing this well you got to take the good with the bad when you're forming a union and realize that there's more than one viewpoint And, uh, so I do like a lot of the stuff that the AMA is doing and a lot of stuff that they report on. And I like that they don't necessarily try to interject their, or try to inject their opinion. A lot of the stuff that's happening, they will give you their, um, the fact they'll just spit out like what's going on. Like there's a couple things in this, uh, August issue of like some stuff happening in Florida with some wetlands and they want to build a, a, um, ATV and motocross park. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I get it. Florida has a lot of, um, Florida. They don't say, hey, we think it's bad that they're not letting them build an RV park and a motocross park. They just straight up say why the townspeople don't like it. So you're like, oh, I read that it's next to wetlands. Wetlands. Most of Florida is wetlands and a really beautiful natural state, and that's uh, just been like built over the wetlands. In some areas. So it's like I get it why they wouldn't want to build in like wetlands or farm the uh, Marion County farmland preservation area. Like why you wouldn't want to build a motocross track in a farmland preservation area. Because as much as I am about riding, I'm also about like preserving nature and natural resources where it matters. So I mean there's plenty of other places to put stuff which kind of goes against – some other things was like, hey, well, why don't you open up existing trails to us then? You know, stuff like that. Like, I don't know. Anyway, so there's a lot of good stuff in this uh this um month's magazine. I would implore you that if you are not an AMA member, become one. It's like 50 bucks a year. You get a magazine every month, and they have some really awesome benefits and towing and things that my uh my auto insurance. Uh, membership through AAA doesn't even cover like, yeah, I get towing with AAA. Do I get motorcycle towing? Nope. It's like $250 or $300 to get a tow. So, uh, yeah, join the AMA. They got roadside assistance. It's all motorcycle related. And for less, um, I still get a magazine and I get all this coverage and motorcycle, it's motorcycle specific issues for less than I would pay t- just to add my motorcycle to get towed, um, or roadside assistance on my, uh, triple a which is my insurance company um to get it added to my policy on there so i get a whole magazine and all the advocacy and and rights and i get to be part of this group so yeah i would implore you to go uh become a triple a member and get uh get in as a triple a member you can do the lab2v you can do all these little rides i was talking about it's pretty cool and uh, they're not endorsing this or sponsoring this i just think it's really cool just because I bashed on them last uh, last week, and I'm going to praise them this week. Um, also, it was kind of nice seeing everybody out. I've been seeing a lot of things getting back to normal and people doing right. I thought
3: you just ranted about people being assholes for getting outside.
0: Yeah, yeah, but this is like people getting out on their motorcycles, and I realized that it's not going to a bar or it's not going to Sturgis. (laughs) Like, I'm sure Sturgis was a shit show. I haven't even read, I haven't even bothered to read the outcome of Sturgis yet uh, or what went down or, like, what they think because there's, I don't want any more negative news. And I know that's ignorance is bliss sort of thing, but I don't need it, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I like seeing people getting out. There's a lot of people that have been doing solo rides. There's a lot of people that have been doing the responsible thing, meeting up with, like, someone that they live with and going on a ride or just going out to explore somebody on a Facebook page. Um, I follow California, uh, dual sport writers on Facebook, uh, part of that group. And somebody went to, um, Calico, Calico is empty right now. Calico is a ghost town out here and it's empty. And it's also, if it's hot here, it's hot as hell in Calico. It's like out in the middle of the desert. I don't do not know how people survived out there <laughs> without like a lake nearby. Um, Back in the 1800s or early 1900s mining cobalt or whatever the hell they mined out there. Um, It's got to be hot as hell out there. It was like 120 when I went riding through. But he went out there. uh, Somebody on that page had posted. And totally social distancing. And even going to the town of Calico with, uh, you know, normally it's not crowded, crowded. But, you know, there's some tourists there. And I guess there was like one person's there. And so he's like, oh, man. So, uh, But they are open, and you can do stuff like that. And be socially distanced. You're not going to bring something into Calico. Hopefully you're wearing a mask. And it's even more – That's what, that's the crazy thing. When I was at the store, I was thinking about it. That's the crazy thing. The mask doesn't protect you from coronavirus. It protects you from spitting on other people. So the people without the masks that I see like – Hacking and coughing at the bar, like that was just like I literally felt gross. So, uh, I love seeing people out on their motorcycles because then I just thought about like all that spit flying through the air all over the place. And I'm glad me and my buddy were back in the very back by a tree now. I feel like we we're less rolling around in bed bugs and lice than <laughs> in, in the theoretical situation. But I love seeing everybody getting out on the roads, trying to get back to normal. Uh, Doing little classes, you know, like um, little motocross classes, even race uh, track days, you know, and everyone's that's fine. You can stand around in a group of 10 or 20 people and you can be six feet apart from each other uh, because you're in a paddock. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad to see some stuff coming back to normal, even racing starting again um, and all that jazz. So I just want all this to be over. Uh, Things are getting canceled left and right. I see in the August issue that it says um, AMA Vintage Days, even though I just read that it's been canceled. Um, I can't believe they didn't have it as canceled earlier, but everything's getting canceled so far. So we'll see exactly what happens um, and when things actually get back to normal. And I'm not going to rant about it anymore because I already did it during my off topic, but I think you know. <laughs> All right, junkies tips. Thanks for that stupid music, Tobor. That was more of like robot sounds. All right, junkies tips. Finally, first, foremost, and final most on this week's show. I hope I didn't say this last week either because I don't have my notes filled in for this week. Um, But yeah, junkies tips Listen everybody, I know it's been flooding Where you are And I know that you may or may have not Crashed your stepbrother's quad into the creek Or if you live in those certain states Where uh, you don't like foreigners Or people that look different than you You might say the creek Uh, You drove your Motorbike across a deep crossing, and uh, it stalled. You flipped it upside down. You fell over on some rocks. Now you got some treba dubba because you sucked water into the engine somehow. Um, and I'm not just talking blowing water out the old... You know, water doesn't compress. Uh, so if you get in your intake, your hose. But sometimes you might also just submerge it, and uh, it might cut off, and you might get some water down there in the old oil. Here's what old junkie turdman's going to suggest based off something that somebody told me from my work that has worked for them. If you have suspected water in your crankcase and you needed to drain the milky oil from your tubes and cranks and cases, uh, go ahead and do this. One smart tip that the government doesn't want you to know about. And yes, it's very creepy. What they don't want you to know, they do and don't want you to know. Uh, go ahead and take some diesel fuel. Go ahead and you're, you're gonna flush your oil, right? But instead of flushing your oil 19 or 18 times, um, go ahead and take some diesel fuel and pour it in there into the ye old uh, oil filler cap and. Throw your motorcycle around, flip it upside down. It's easy for me to do. I have very low center of gravity, um, and I just pick the motorcycle up and do a couple like, you know, like you'd toss a bowling pin end over end a couple times in your hand. Do that with your motorcycle. Uh, Lay it on each side, roll it around, flick it around, whatever you got to do to get that diesel because diesel is – I believe hygroscopic too. This guy at my work told me this worked for him. His uh, brother had taken his quad deep into the Texas bogs and uh, got plenty of water in the old crankcase. So he took it home and got some of his dad's uh, diesel fuel from the old uh, Dodge Cummins. Turbo 97000 and uh, he put diesel fuel in the actual crankcase with the oil because diesel fuel will also suck up water like a little sponge so he put just a little bit in there I don't think he ran it I don't think he turned it on but you know diesel uh, I don't you know I think it'll run around just like oil will Um, but it'll grab the water molecules and uh, you can flush your oil out Throw a little diesel and a little oil in, let it circulate a little bit, and drain it again, and it should. He said it worked for him, great. Uh, grabbed all the leftover molecule, uh, you know, leftover moisture and water in the engine, and flushed right out with the oil. And then he flushed the oil, you know, one final time as you normally would before putting new stuff in, and uh, it worked just peachy. He said. So I don't think at a great risk. Diesel fuel does have a lot of uh, I'm pretty sure a lot of petroleum in it as it is and, uh, a lot of lubricant in it. I'm pretty sure I'm 99. I'm not, I'm no diesel fanatic, but, uh, I think that's what it is. It's just oil that just has like a little bit better combustion <laughs> temperature. Uh, so anyway, yeah, from what I, from what he was telling me, it will grab all the water out. And you just flush out your oil. So if you've got in, if you've had some flooding occur, like I said, I know last week we mentioned that uh, in the eastern United States, and the Midwest right now, and in some of the places like over in the UK, and I think uh, maybe even Europe somewhere, in the middle of Europe, in um, Rainistan or Rangaria, Uh, precipitaria there has been quite a bit of water so if you're if you found that you go to your garage and it's underwater right now in two weeks when the flooding subsides go in there and you're gonna have to flush your oil and gas anyway make sure you throw a little bit of diesel gas in the in the oil you don't want to put diesel in your gas tank but definitely put it you can put it in with the oil the crankcase oil according to my friend who i know um, from work, so it's more like a work acquaintance, so if something goes bad, don't blame me. But, yeah, he said it works great, because uh, oil the, and the uh, diesel fuel is hygroscopic, I guess, and it loves to suck water up. Um, and that's Junkie's top tip for this week. Now, let's get to the end of the show, everybody. The part you've been waiting for, the end. Um... I'd like to say that we've mentioned this before Spooky Spokes is going to be coming up here pretty soon uh, So get together your scary stories Start thinking of them now Start submitting them now if you want um, at gmail.com, Put Spooky Spokes in the subject line And send us your stories Next week, by next week I hope to have a uh, I'll make it my priority this week Even though <clears throat> you don't know what i got going on in my personal life But let me tell you some of that And even though, despite that, tonight, while I'm working on more uh, fun creative writing Patreon stuff, I will make it my priority to write a list of stuff to get so I can tell you next week's show what the prizes will be so that you will know I'm not just doing spooky spoke for a sticker that says I did spooky spoke and all I got was a stupid sticker. Okay? So it will be hopefully something cool, hopefully something good, but uh, I guarantee you will like it. No matter what you want Let's put it that way um, It's going to be a bag that goes over your head With little, two little aisles cut out It says this is my cheap ghost costume Yeah! Alright, I already told you what it's going to be Now submit your story So yeah, you can you can also call us 740-563-2858 Leave your spooky story on our voicemail there Send us an audio recording straight from your phone If you have an iPhone, I know how that works You just hit voice memo You record your little memo You Press send to creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com Um, Send your audio file Actually record a ghost Make the ghost say whatever it wants to On the audio file and send that to us Send videos of your spooky rides And this is an audio submission Unlike Solstice Slam I don't encourage art for Spooky Spokes But if you want to submit some art We can put it as like the uh, What's it called We can put it as like the uh, cover art for that episode Um, Or something like that So yeah, that'd be cool We've had a lot of good submissions in the past About a week before Spooky Spoke On one of the episodes I will make sure I play some of my favorites But I guarantee we've had Some really, really chilling stories And some that were just fun So uh, if you want to make a fun If you want to go hunt for Bigfoot this year Yeah, do it. Submit it as a spooky spoke. But with that, we are out of here, my friends. As always, you can catch us at creativewritingpodcast at gmail.com. We have a blog, creative-writing.com. We haven't done a lot with it. We've been really, really busy. So I will try to be updating that and make that more of a priority as well. But I barely have time to fool around in the garage and get some bike stuff done. So... That is tertiary priority. But yeah, give us a call. Hit us up on Instagram, Creative Writing Podcast. Also Facebook, Creative Writing Podcast. Twitter at creative underscore rider. And Tumblr at creative dash riding. All right, everybody. Have a good week. Get out there and ride. Make sure you social distance and make motorcycling uh, something fun and safe to do while you pick your nose. I feel like I could have made that better.
3: Yeah, that could have been way better.
0: Yeah, I know. So, my kid broke my headphones this week, my good Sennheisers, and I was like, "Dude, what the heck?" Like, I let him borrow them from school, right? And then he brings he brings them in, and just like everything, like if this kid touches it, you know it's going to be busted. So podcast casualty number one due to online school my kid broke my headphones and I went in there and I was like you broke these headphones and now if you want some you're gonna to have to buy your own M- monies don't magically grow on trees like there's not you know not some fairy that brings headphones especially not this fairy <laughs>